describe your relationship history in a movie title. Get out. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna be honest. If I had to describe it, I would say, "What's love got to do with it?" Ooh, <gasps> Ooh okay. I had to All think right. about that. Jeez, that's deep. I had to rethink about that. That's deep. And for those of y'all that never saw that movie, that's Ike and Tina. Babe. Ike and Tina. <laughs> That's Ike and Tina. I know y'all know Tina Turner. They eat the cake in MMA. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah, that was deep. But that when I so when I really stopped joking about it and I thought about the question, that's the first thing that came to mind. What's love got to do with it? And I feel like it's because um, I don't know. I feel like my what I thought love was, it never was, and so. In all of these relationships, if I really didn't know what love was, what did it have to do with my relationships or my dating life? And so I feel like, yeah, what's love got to do with it? That's good. Okay, we're going to elaborate on that some more. But for now, I am your host, Laria Speaks. Oh, you got Nailu on the mic. And we got our guest. Girl, introduce yourself. What it do, y'all? <laughs> it's Cavalier, but you know, my people call me Cavi. Um, these are my girls, and I'm super excited to be here today. We are so glad to have you. I'm so glad that you are here um, speaking your truth. Thank I'm you. so excited to hear about your journey with what's love got to do with it. She went through so many different stages mm -hmm. of just during the process of her relationship, she figured out who she was, mm -hmm. but it took a while. And even while everybody was trying to pull her out of that situation, she was staying in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like you said, she thought it was for love, but it wasn't. So when I think about the beginning of the movie and um, the situation with Tina and her mom, that resonates with me and the situation with me and my mom a lot. Um, because I felt like when they were showing her as a little girl and her singing and her like living with her grandmother, um, it also showed her mother leaving her in that situation. And I felt like I went through that as a child. I haven't lived with my mom since I was in seventh grade. So I feel like from jump, they were showing us like she's been looking for this love. Um, and her mom ended up leaving her. Fast forward to her meeting Ike. I felt like she met him at a young age where she was very impressionable, where she didn't know herself, where she was trying to find out who she was as an individual. And that's where I started like dating and being open up and having my like first sexual encounter and dealing with older men. And that's why I feel like um, in the beginning of that movie, it resonates with the beginning of my teenage years because I dealt with so much of the same situations, thinking that because I was a mature young lady that I had to deal with older men, um, thinking that because I went through a lot that only a certain type of man could deal with me. And so um, before she even hit the fame, before she even did all those things, dealing with Ike, he made her also feel like this type of security that she felt was healthy, but because she never had a healthy relationship with a man, it wasn't. It was him actually trying to isolate her and make her dependent upon him. So I feel like the first half of that, the first, the beginning of that, before she even reached fame, it resonated with so much of my life because I felt like she was looking for love from her parents through men. And I was the same way, like looking for love through parents 
And that's why I seek the older men. Mm-hmm. A lot of my um, teenage dating was not with teenage boys. It was with older men because you, you I'm just being strong. honest because I'm, I'm loving it. But I felt like I had to deal with older men because I was more mature. I didn't deal with the things that a normal teenager was dealing with. I was dealing with, you know, moving house to house, having my own job, providing for myself. Like a lot of that resonates with me just because I was searching for a love that I should have received at home. So that's just the beginning of like what's love got to do with it. Literally like to show that from like your childhood up until like your your teenage years I feel like that's why she was so accepting of a man like Ike because she never knew what a man was supposed to do for her. So fast forward to like her oh, getting the, okay. Thing cuz I'm just saying all oh, like whoa. whoa yeah, I don't like, even know it's going to get that deep and then when you look at it from the angle that like you're talking about it's she he gave her attention that she she didn't receive. So anything he's doing, he did for her. She was like in awe, like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And so it's just important that you get that from home because if you don't, mm-hmm. anything that looks good, you like, oh yeah, I'm your like, kids I'm search for it elsewhere. Elsewhere. If they don't get it at home. And that's what en- ended up happening with me. I was searching for it elsewhere because I wasn't receiving it at home and you will keep searching for that if you never love y'all kids did you feel like you had to because I know that you mentioned as far as like a teenage not dating teenage boys and not having to deal with the immature stuff did you feel like you grew up fast because you started dating an older man do you feel like you've missed part of your teenage years so a lot of my childhood I was being a mother to my younger siblings. I have siblings that are like 10 years younger younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was never home. Even during the time that I lived with her, my mom was either at work in the streets. My mom was never home. So um, I was cooking for kids. I was cleaning. I was taking care of my brother and sister, leaving school to come home to get my brother and sister off the daycare van. I thought like I was home probably 20 hours of the day. Mm-hmm. And so in turn, that made me have, I had to grow up because I had to provide certain things to my siblings, which then made me feel like I was more mature than the average teenage girl. So yes, I feel like because I was put in a position that I had to provide for kids and I was still a kid, I thought mentally, little boy, like these little boys can't do nothing for me. I need somebody somebody that's on that level. Yes. And it wasn't. It shouldn't have been that thought process. What that really was, what I really was seeking was like a a male father figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because I never had that, I sought sought that out in love in older men. Girl, you just unpacked a lot, and as many times as I've heard that, like the way you just correlated it to wanting a parent and needing a parent, like. Dude, I could I see your growth. I see what God is doing. I see how he has really dissected that thing at the root. Mm-hmm. And like let's talk about this part of it. One, yeah, it's something in you that is already feeling like an adult and needs an adult. But it's also a flip side to that where we get with man cuz this ain't even just us that didn't have no parents. Some of us just didn't have daddies. 
how we get with men that act like fathers and it gets us in toxic situations. Like, what are some, for the young women that's listening or even a young man that's listening, you got a woman that's acting like your mama. What are some signs? What are the red flags they need to see in that so they don't get involved? Like, whether it be red flags in you, like how you know you seeking. Well, you, I feel like you already said that. Like, yeah. my mindset was this. But what are the red flags they need to avoid in the other person that's going to lead them into this father, this parent-like relationship? I think it, it starts with knowing a person's heart and knowing their intentions with you. Because this is something that I, I'm reading right now, having no intentions or no expectations is worse than having low expectations or like little expectations so that's deep it, it having is no expectation like no like you ex- just a fling i don't have nothing yes. i'm just i'm just floating in because you're allowing yes. anything to come in your house at that point if you don't have any type of expectation um a red flag that i would look for is control because yes. you know as parents we want to control oh, things yeah. we want to make sure things are in order so if you don't have that father figure yeah. As women, we look at men that control things. Oh, he a man because he got everything yep. in order. He could tell me what to do. And this, yep. like, no, a lot of that is toxic it because is. he should want you to be your own woman mm-hmm. and assisting you to be better and showing you yourself. But mm-hmm. if he has to try to, in order to control you, he's now shrinking you mm-hmm. and now you don't have a wish for yourself. Yes. And I'm going to say this because I've been there. We'll, you know, y'all hear that in my testimony. But one of the ways, and if you could relate, that I experienced that father-like control was the hiding my clothes. Mm -hmm. Like, one, anybody that knows me, I've never been a person to walk outside with my booty out or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, that's just not, I'm not even comfortable. But it's just because I'm looking too good and you don't want me wearing this and not looking good in a sexual way, but just looking nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't want you wearing that. Or not wanting you to hang with your friends Friends. at all. Um, those were some ways it showed up for me. Like literally I had, that's when wraparound skirts was a thing. Mm-hmm. I had this cute little wraparound skirt. Like my mama was even like, oh, that she the one bought it for me. Mm-hmm. And y'all know she ain't finna buy no slut skirt. And he just did not want me wearing it. And I ended up finding the skirt months later, like months later, like what? Like it was obvious that he hid it. So that, that's another sign. Like you doing a lot shorty. And I feel like it's also like, I don't know, look for insecurities in Mm -hmm. them because they try to project. Like older people Mm -hmm. will try to project and they will also try to mentally play games with you Mm -hmm. to make you think that the things that they're like telling you is correct and it's not. Like just because you experienced this doesn't mean that I shouldn't experience this. And if I'm younger than you, you should want, life is a teacher. Like a lot of older people say they're doing things to protect you. Older men or older women are doing things to protect you. And that's not protection. That's actually like a form of like, in my opinion, again, control. I feel like a lot of that does go back to control. So just because somebody older than you does not mean they're wiser, more mature, any of that. Like look for, look at people hard. Because a lot of older people do take advantage of the immaturity of younger people. So, And just to get specific, some of the stuff I feel like my friends were um, cheerleaders and whatever else. So, like, my junior and senior year, I missed all the games. Mm-hmm. I missed all the little high school girl stuff mm-hmm. because I'm talking to this guy. I mean, he was, he was only two years older, but still. Yep. And it was, like, always 
an argument started. Yep. Oh, I'm going somewhere with my cousin. An argument started, yep. or they came up with this need. Why I just need you here? And yep. it was so manipulative to yeah, where it was just like you didn't want me to be anywhere without you you didn't want yep. me to be anywhere where somebody had access to, to me, me. Yep. where i would you know leave you you were so fearful of me leaving you when if you was if you was being a good man savannah mm-hmm. i ain't going nowhere i ain't going nowhere <laughs> um so we got flag number one is control flag mm-hmm. number two manipulation yes. Yes. them getting the get they get you to do things that they want you to do and make it seem like it's better for you mm-hmm. and sometimes like Rhea said good man Savannah like your mama be in your ear telling yeah. you that this is a good man because she don't really know no. what's going on behind mm-hmm. closed doors she just looking on the outside mm-hmm. and so sometimes, sometimes we get that from our friends that it's like we, we're skimming past these red flags because again we got the it's a good man Savannah and in our ear we like oh it ain't that bad we feel like we can change them Yep, I agree. So I was gonna say this manipulation, but I feel like this point, this red flag number three, the mind games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you yep. said it like having you think this thing, but for me, I I felt like when I say this devil was so clever, mm-hmm. the mind games that were played was constantly taking the bare minimum qualities and making them seem like I was gonna get them nowhere else. Yep. Oh. Ain't no other man finna hold doors yeah, yep, for you. Yes, yes, yep, yes, yes. Ain't no other man finna mm-hmm. deal with your attitude yeah. or deal with, yep. Yes. And literally, you're so young and impressionable. Even if you don't believe it, you hear it enough, mm-hmm. you believe it, and yes. you start to think that, like, that's all. Yep. And the devil starts to whisper that in your ear. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, and you and you remember, you can remember every man that said it to you yep. and still be in a peaceful place. Mm-hmm. But that one moment, something doesn't go right or you look in the mirror and um, the outfit ain't fitting where it needs to fit. Yep. You like you remember that voice and it mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere. So when you step into this room, you no longer have those com- that confidence yep. because all you hear is those whispers. Yep. I feel like this devil was just so wild. Now that I'm thinking about it, if we had friends that were around. And one of them, like, you know, couples friends, mm-hmm. and one of them would do something for their girl. Mm-hmm. He made it his business when we left to, like, downplay it or make it seem like the woman was using him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember when um, some friends of ours, I feel like, you know, they had they had a child and they were planning on getting married or whatever. And he bought, I, I want to say he bought her a car mm-hmm. or something like that. Or, like, you know, she wanted to live in a different spot. So he was looking for this house. It was something big. I don't remember. It was so long ago. I'm a little old. But I remember that day when we left them, the whole night he spent talking about, oh, she just using him. She just mm-hmm. this and that. And in the back of my head, I'm sitting there like, well, my daddy has done that for his wife and his baby mamas. My brother had two kids. at the, No, he had one at the time. My brother has done that for his I'm thinking this, but not saying it. And how, how sprung was I that I knew that what he was saying was inaccurate? Mm-hmm. I knew he was downplaying that situation. I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't, I didn't like combat it or nothing. I'm just like, you know, in La La Land yeah. and like just such a low place that I didn't even just like realize. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's not acceptable. And, and that's another thing. They also make you think that because they're not capable of doing certain things or because they don't know how to do certain things like court that other people that do it, are doing we, too much. Doing too they much to know. They not good enough. Oh, he a lame. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's just bad because you're incapable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So they boost their self up yeah. by talking negative on another another yeah. another man. But because they can't do it, they don't know how. They've never been taught how. They've never seen someone courting a woman correctly. They don't know that the more time you spend with a woman, it'll get you further. Like they don't. I feel like they don't know, and because they don't know, they don't realize that. They are trying to make you think that the things that they give is just enough. Like, no, I want more than that. Yeah. They want you to believe that what I'm giving you is enough and they doing too much. No, I deserve all of it. Yeah. Not some of it, not half the whole thing. And one of the reasons they like don't, and we see that now mm -hmm. being the older women now and seeing these type of men prey on our younger girls. Child, that'd be episode by itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how, they're doing it because they know we know better. Yes. And they know the women their age. And I'm not saying every relationship that has an age influx is toxic, but I'm saying we know if this older man that's 28, 29, what, are you, what do you have with a girl in high school? What do you have with the 16, 17? Like, mm -hmm. what do y'all have in common? But that she has not, not she doesn't have the life experience yep. or she doesn't have the strength or support system to know that you're on foolishness or she's going to keep y'all a secret so she don't get even if she got that support system she's not going to seek them or she doesn't have self-love because that was my issue I, I people think that because if you're older that means that it's like better and mature yeah. no actually you should be more disgusted with a person that is older because that is like preying on you mentally. What would you want at 28 with an 18 year old? And I'm, and I'm speaking for myself because I was that girl that was dealing with a 28 year old at 18. Like mentally, what, what do you want from me? And why can't you seek that in a woman that, it, or a man that is your own age. And when I look back at that is because when men and women do that, they, women their age realize mentally they're not at a certain capacity and they don't want to deal with no young minded just because you're growing in age does not mean you grow in maturity yeah. so to an 18 year old the things that I'm doing seems like a lot but to a 28 year old that's the bare minimum mm -hmm. so of course I'm going to go seek an 18 year old or I think that is okay because their expectation is lower so they're not going to expect a lot from me mm -hmm. What they think is okay is not okay. Uh, a 28-year-old not letting a man come in any time of the night. But at 18, you you don't see an issue with that. Or they can tell you anything and you will believe it. Mm -hmm. You're not running them games. Exactly. You will never know. And I agree with that because I did that. Mm -hmm. I was 19 and I dated this 28-year-old. I thought it was up. I yep, thought I was up. I'm telling you, I thought I was up because I was like, he was a model. I'm like, ooh, y'all. I told my friends I didn't caught, okay? Yep. Told my cousins because they was my cousins. Hey, shop. I really thought I was up. So when I brought him around, they was like, ooh, that's him. I said, yes. Mm -hmm. I was I was up. But then I started to reflect and look back like, hold on. I went to this apartment. I'm like, okay, you got your bed on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yes, you work at AT&T. Wait, but, at, but at 28, I feel like you should you be up more. more. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Because... This 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 is not giving what it's supposed to give at your age. Mm -hmm. So it's showing me how immature you, really you are. are. Mm -hmm. Like we shouldn't have big rims on an Impala, not a two thousand two Impala. It shouldn't be no, no. big no. So all. this showing me like you you only really want one thing for. from me, yep. which is really sex. Mm -hmm. So when I'm we're done with this, we're we're done. we're done. I'm done with this. And then I realized 
I'm really not up because we actually both on the same level. level. And that's sad because I still have room to grow oh, and you're still yeah. in this same spot. So then I began to realize like, why no, why nobody your age hey, don't want you? Yep. And so I just, I just had to touch base with that to let you know, like you are not alone. Mm -hmm. And that is crazy how they do pray. Mm -hmm. That is what it is. It's praying. Um, because they know that women won't accept that. And I also feel like, um, yes, men, they say women are like mentally mature. However, I know that I feel like maturity in men also comes with like the examples that were set before them. And we don't have a lot of men that had examples in front of them. So I don't know. I feel like the maturity thing also stems from like what type of upbringing did you see? But then again, that also, I mean, at a certain age, you are now making decisions for yourself. So we can't really blame that on childhood. So, okay, we've identified what in your childhood made you that way. We've identified red flags in the person and how you know you get in that situation. What and when did it start to change for you? Like, when did you wake up? I think uh, th this might sound crazy, but I'm still waking up. Like, this year, I'm going to be honest, okay. this year for me is the first year where I feel like I know my self-worth mm -hmm. and I'm holding myself to a, a standard that is now making everybody else reach my expectations. So it wasn't last year. I'm not, I'm 30 years old. I'm about to be 31 in a month. Honestly, this year has been the first year in my entire life where I have standards that align with who I am mm -hmm. because prior to this year, I don't feel like I had standards that align to who I am because I didn't know any better. How did you get to that stage of like loving yourself and knowing who you are? So now that you have those standards, I hit rock bottom. Like I had to go through, um, I had to go through a lot of trial and error, but then when I came to a situation where I thought a person that I had history with would value me mm -hmm. is when I came to realize like, no, you're the issue. It's you. You need to do better. You have to expect more. You need to raise your standards. You need to, you need to take accountability for what you allow. Mm -hmm. And so self-check. Yeah. It took me to be in a place with, people that I thought cared for me a certain way didn't and then I had to like mentally take a step back and be like you did that you allowed that though like you can't blame anybody else for that so I think just going through situations I went through a situation where I never would want to go through that again mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like a friendship so I think not wanting to ever go through that again is what made me wake up and realize like, well, if you would have had more standards about yourself, if you would have stuck to your gun, if you wouldn't have gave in just because people pleasing. Yes. That's what it was. It was me people pleasing. I can't, I, I, I can't think of anything else. This last situation, I was people pleasing so much. It made me hit a place of, I don't want to be here again. Mm -hmm. So people pleasing. And like, girl, um, that people pleasing will get you. <laughs> Maybe it'll have you in relationships you know you don't need, jobs. 
everything. Friendships, living in neighborhoods that you know stressing you out. So, yeah. You have your bank account looking different because yeah. you helping people you shouldn't be helping, Girl. giving when God didn't tell you to give. Yes. So, And my people pleasing is like with everything. Mm -hmm. And then I people please to a point where I then become passive. Mm -hmm. And that's not good either because... When I, when I do anything, I give my all, whether it's my job and my friendships, everything. So if I'm giving you my all, giving you my all, giving you my all, I'm expecting you to match that energy, right? Well, the problem with that is in myself, I keep giving so much to where like when you don't eventually match that energy or give me what I'm expecting, yeah. I shut down. Yeah. And now I'm passive because... I, I've given you so much. Like I did this for you. I did that. Or I, I was, I was honest with you. I was pure. I knew my intentions with you, but I gave it all so much to the point where I'm sitting here with nothing else to give. And now I'm sitting here like, you're, you're not worth it. You're not worth anything. You're not worth it. Instead of reciprocation, mm -hmm. allowing somebody to reciprocate. But I feel like because I give so much, um, and if they, if I don't get that back, it will make me then become passive with you and be like, you know what, you weren't what I expected. Instead of, I guess, reciprocation. Yeah, sometimes it, I guess for me, I'll say it led to more self hate. Like when I was people pleasing, mm -hmm. I was mad at myself mm -hmm. for doing stuff that put me in a situation, and it led me deeper in insecurity. Yes, and it's like, what in the world? Yes. So yeah, um. I want to touch back on like what you said about like hitting rock bottom. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess any one of us could chime in because that was your process. Like I want to touch on like, what about somebody who's just listening to this and is like, dang, I don't want to hit rock bottom. What can I do right now? Like practically to shift out of this space of this toxic relationship or I just realized the guy I'm dating showing me these red flags or I'm a young girl that be talking to old men or I got mommy and daddy issues and I'm looking for this parent and I'm dating somebody that's parenting me and not courting me. What do I do to shift? Um, first, what I do is I pray and I ask God to show me their heart. Um, like Cavalier said, reveal this person to me what their intentions are, who they really are. And I'm going to recognize by their fruit, by their actions, because anybody could tell you and whisper something in your ear that you want to hear, but let me, are your words lining up with your actions? Yep. yep. And so through that, because if I'm going by flesh, mm -hmm. I don't really see a problem. Mm -hmm. So I need God to guide me in this situation. And that's how I end up, um, getting out of my situation because I hit rock bottom multiple times mm -hmm. and it was like, well, I could bounce back this time. You know, I could bounce off of this or this time it's going to be different. I kept telling myself that mm -hmm. and I began to eat and believe and digest the lies, mm -hmm. but I needed God to bring me up out of that. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't going. Mm -hmm. It was so many conversations with Laria on the phone, like just come and get me. And I, it hit me <laughs> and I realized I became the girl that, that's, when girls come to me crying, I became that girl. And I'm like, oh my God, I know my friends are tired of this same story over and over and over again. Lord, I need you to, I, I need you to get me up out of this. So it took me isolating myself with God, going on a nature walks, hearing his voice and getting back into the word mm -hmm. for me to get up out that situation. 
And I'm going to say this, like you touched on it a little bit, but sometimes it's shifting your circle. You need to be around women, people, and friends that are going to pull you out of it, not in a space of judgment, but in a space of restoration. I'll say for me, and like Cavalier noticed, when I first got saved, I was with a lot of the older women who was already wise. I was around people who was five, six years older than me. They were pouring into me. They were supporting me. And I shifted a lot in my friend circle during that time. Some was just for temporary, some is permanent, but my environment was so important because I had generational curses. I had mindset. I had culture. I had all these things that were blinding me to seeing the truth. But the women around me was like, "Uh uh-uh, nah, baby, that ain't normal. Nah, I don't care what your age group doing. Oh, no, I'm heavy in the word. This is what the word say. And although it hurts, Sometimes I wanted to fight them. And I used yeah. to, I used to tell Kevlar, like, uh, you're going to be mad at me because, yeah. but I'm going to just say it. Sometimes I wanted to fight them. Sometimes I got off the phone like this broad and they, they, like their truth upset me. But it always, I always brought it back to a space of like, is what they said, is this really hurtful or am I just stuck in my mindset or I'm just stuck on this guy or I'm just stuck in this space? And is the enemy playing with me? So, yes, get some people that's going to hurt your feelings in order to save your life. Agreed. (laughs) I I agree wholeheartedly. I would say um, if you're in it, um, think about, like, the person you were before you got in it. Like, think about who you wanted to be. Think about what your goals were. Think about all the things because... When I look back on a lot of the things that um, I endured in relationships or just being in it, it was because I lost who I was and what my own goals was and what I wanted for myself. And I started thinking more about this relationship and us and we. So go back to that girl, boy that you were before you got into relationships and are the things that is happening in your relationship aligning with the person that you were before you got in it, before you had these goals, before you meet anybody, you always have an intention for yourself or who you want to be, right? So are you still that person even with a mate? Is this person adding to what you had aligned for yourself before you came with that person? And I think that will get you out of it because the person, the mate that I was dealing with was not aligning with the goals that I wanted. The mate that I was dealing with was doing things that exposed me to things that was hard to come back from. The type of mate that I wanted or the type of person I was with was pulling me away from all the things that I wanted for myself. So if you're in it, ask yourself, am I still this person that I was before I got with this person? Is Are my needs being met? Are my personal goals being met? Are the things that I wanted to achieve for me in the forefront, because if they are not, that's not a person that's meant to be in your life. God is not going to bring anyone in your life that is going to hinder you. That is going to take you off your path. That is going to make you question who you are. So if you in it and you trying to get out of it and you don't want to hit rock bottom, I would say, think about yourself, your personal goals, the person you was before that person to ask yourself is what I'm doing right now pouring into what I want, even if this person is gone, because I was not thinking about myself. I was thinking about what this relationship needed. 
And that is what kind of made me get stuck and hit rock bottom because I did not keep my compass focused. Like I didn't stay rooted in all the goals that I had. Don't let nobody take you off your square. Period. And I'm going to say, if you don't know who you are or don't have goals, it's best to just spend season alone. Mm -hmm. Spend seasons to yourself. Because I'll tell you this, me knowing who I am kind of saved me. Um, There was a point in time where I know I'm called to deal with young girls and women. And I was with this guy that, you know, the boxes checked off, but he struggled in the area of women. And it and it, it flooded into my ministry to where it we'll get into that another day. But I will say having a man who's struggling with being a womanizer and lust and having women around you who God is trying to use you to restore from lust, baby, I would have been in a marriage from hell. And because I knew my purpose, I got out of that. And people didn't understand it and he didn't understand it. And it was almost like, you gonna leave him alone for this one thing? Yes, yes. because that one thing is hindering everything God wants to do in my life and it ain't it ain't just the you know side chicken it's that when i say that thing interfere with my ministry mm-hmm. like to the point where little girls stop talking to me and start talking to you and you think i'm being irrational from saying it that no. baby yep. not nah, you gotta know better and if you don't know yourself spend time with god get you a community of, of women spend time with you and learn yourself because a person needs to they need to match yeah, what y'all match my energy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gotta match what God wants from you. Agreed. Girl, anything else you want to share about this process that you feel like? Let me just insert this or anything you skipped over. No. The last thing I want to say um, about what's love got to do with it, we saw where Tina um, went through a phase where she started to self destruct, right? Where she went through a time where she was taking pills and it just bring me back to that scene where she was in the bathroom and she was drawing her um lipstick on and she was like that was her breaking point right um after she hit her rock bottom she had started to realize that Ike is not yes he's doing all these things but also everything he's doing to me mentally emotionally physically it does not it does not balance, right? Yeah. So I think after that part, when she began to like find her own producers, where she began to make her own music, even when she stood up to Ike, all of that came from her hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say right now, I am in my, um, finding my own producer and my yeah. own music yeah. and my own beat right now. And so at the end, when we saw her like walk away and like, she told him like, you can't hurt me no more than you already have. I think because I didn't have any expectations, it can't get any worse than what it's already been. Mm-hmm. Having no expectations is worse than having low expectations. So to bring it back full circle. Yeah. I think what's love got to do with it. It would be like that reoccurring theme as far as like my dating life, as far as like right now, because when she broke away from Ike is when she became her best self. Right. When she stepped out from the producers that he wanted her to get, she started winning Emmys and Grammys, right? It wasn't attached to this man. Stop attaching whatever it is that you want to a man, to a mate, to a person. I think when when she ended up finding her own sound is when she ended up being her best self. So find your own sound and be your best self. 
You don't have to do that with a mate. I think if we do that on our own, it would have saved Tina a lot of heart trauma, right? She could have did. Yes, Ike propelled her career, but if she would have stood up for herself and said what she wanted and did the type of music she wanted to do, she probably would have had a, a couple more Grammys or whatever she got. So I think this was a great question. Y'all all should ask yourselves, what what movie is your love life? <laughs> I want to know. Oh, that'll be everybody we get asked on every episode. But for y'all that is listening, um, can, can y'all end it off? What What would you say? You ain't got to give an explanation. What movie? Girl, come on. Maybe this is how you start your next episode. <laughs> no, we're gonna start every episode like that. But just to give y'all some teasers to encourage you to watch when me and they do ours, we'll give ours and we'll repeat them. Mm-hmm. But, um, child. The the reason I named it Stop Topper is because it's Transform Hot Girl and like three movies just ran through my head. <laughs> I'm gonna do all three episodes. I'm gonna do all three episodes. You should. <laughs> Woo shout. Um the first one, I'ma say, dang, I don't wanna say this because it ain't that deep, mm-hmm. but it kinda is that deep. Mm-hmm. But I'ma say players club. Mm. <laughs> I'm oh, Players Club. I get it for you. It, yeah, like ain't that yep. I was stripping, but yep. baby, Players Club. Okay, okay. Um, the second one. That's a good one. Thank you. Child. The second one. I want and, and I feel like it's it's seasoned, so it's weird for me. But um I do feel like I had a love and basketball season. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And my third one, child, I can't even think of a movie to go with this. Um, I can't think of a movie to go with this. What? What? I'm going to say the documentary of The Rhea's Life. Looking. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm going to stick with them, too. I'm going okay. to stick with them, too, for them now. Too. Love and basketball. Uh, scenario, I can't think of. So you said love and basketball. And players. Club. And players club. I, okay. You got. I can't wait to hear why. <laughs> Y'all better stay tuned in. Subscribe. Um, subscribe. Okay, so the okay, so I'm I'm brown sugar. Okay. Oh, I love me some brown sugar. My brown sugar situation. You know, yes. my man's my man's because I'm hearing now. Okay. So brown sugar for him. Yes. The other one, I can't think of a title mm-hmm. because I need something. I'm thinking more scary movie because I don't watch a scary movie, <laughs> but it's giving scary movie like the character. It's giving horror. All, yes, it very much was. Who was all like sweet, but really like morphed into a whole different type of person on the like on the low you know how the not chucky yeah <laughs> hey because he was not very chucky. much childish but yes it would have to give it would have to give that because yeah. never seen him coming never yes. did it never, never seen it he was the good guy was the oh, oh. Okay, that I need to. Okay, yeah. Make sure, make sure I'm here for that one. <laughs> no, but speaking of you being here, I definitely want to have you back because I want to break down what abuse is. I mm-hmm. feel like you know when we heard Ike and Tina, we probably was like, "Was she getting beat up?" No, uh, getting no. Beat up? But emotional abuse is just bad verbal abuse. And uh, hold on, and spiritual when you're dealing with a person that does not believe in the word of so God. Tired. So tired. And and does not believe and think that everything is from manifestation and not, no, honey, I serve the Lord. Let's okay. Yes. So yeah, y'all yes. better subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, yes. because honestly, a man says a few Bible verses and we think we we got found the one and they be tapped into we something totally totally. What's that movie with Latoya Lucky? Where she where Tank? Um, what is that preachers? 
Well, that's that's probably my other one. Listen, <laughs> when she went, she was the preacher's kid. Yeah, yeah, and she went on tour with Tank. And yes. yeah, we gonna we we gonna we gonna cut off because we giving y'all too much. But thank y'all for tuning in. I am Laria Speaks, and it's Nalu, and Cavi was here. <laughs> Make sure y'all follow us on all social media platforms at Thought Topics Podcast, and tune in because we gonna give y'all some more movies. Yes. yes.